newspaper page Another tradition of the grand design Some people say it's even harder to find Well then there must be some magic clue Inside these gentle Oh, family matters, especially when it comes to fantasy football. We are here for the Week 9 Recap, Week 10 Preview, and I have with me, as always, my good friend, David Frazier. Thanks for joining me. I've never heard of Family Matters. Never seen it. I know Urkel. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. told me who Urkel was. Yeah, yeah, Family Matters is a great show, man. I've never seen it, but I definitely felt like I lived in, like, that was like the 90s. Yeah, for sure. It was like 90s music. This is 90s week. Wow, I love the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. So, fantasy football, there is five weeks left of the regular season. It is an absolutely crazy feeling to be in this moment right now. We don't have any clinches right now. We don't have any eliminations. But the one thing I can tell you, which we'll go over later, the standings are absolutely insane right now. Everybody's fucking alive. Everybody's well um you know what david you're already on it let's just go over it really quick we'll go over the recap we'll go over everything we're going to do something different that we don't usually do go over the standings early seven and two Wolfpack leading the top of the pack but right behind them at six two and one is mahoney six and three and six and three both the city of gods and the mighty ducks then this is when it gets interesting we have four Four and five teams that are all chasing down a playoff spot with the with Porky and the fourth rounders, the Marching Shields, Total Carnage, and the Poofs. Yes, you heard it first here. The Poofs are back in the playoff picture. But right behind the Poofs, a half game out, is the Music City Miracles. Three, five, and one. And don't look now. All the teams were about to kill themselves. Oh, a couple weeks ago, our three and six, the Ross Dynamos, the Abusement Park, and the Zimballers, all three and six. Frazier, this is insane. It's the most ridiculous fantasy football, most ridiculous NFL season that I can remember mm-hmm. from a fantasy perspective ever. And we've been doing this how many years? Uh, it's, it's wild. Like the the week to week differences in players and matchups. Like there's no way that anybody can be looking at data. You literally might as well go out, get a dartboard, and just start throwing darts at it and mm-hmm. see where they land. Agreed. Or have your girlfriends or wives set your lineup. Like yep. it doesn't matter this year. And I've never said that or thought that, but luck this year has been such a huge factor. I mean, to think that. You know, you're starting to look at these things with five weeks left in the season. I mean, three and eleven is could be toilet bowl territory right now, but that's probably not going to happen. Toilet bowl territory might be four or five wins this year. Crazy! It's nuts to think about. This is a crazy. Uh, you know, six and eight would most of the time maybe get you in the playoffs in this league, but I don't think it does this year. I think you have to have seven W's to get you in. Um, maybe one team. Gets in that six and eight, but if they do, they're going to have to have the highest points out of any other team that is six and eight. So it's going to be interesting. Seven wins is what you guys need to be chasing this year. Um, I did the pod by myself last week, all by myself. What did you think about that? I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was like, dude, I'll help. Like, I'll I'll do whatever. You did. You did. I offered, and you're like, no, man, I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. Seventeen minutes. I was winded heavily after it was all said and done. Mentally exhausted. It's like it's like running a marathon. I was. I was. I didn't have my partner in crime to get the job done. You did offer. I want to make sure everybody understands this. He did offer to help me out. There was just we just had to get it done. I was just like, I'm ready to do it. Uh, Porky and CJ couldn't make it happen because CJ had some scheduling stuff going on, which is completely okay. Porky and CJ, I can report, will have the show next week. 
CJ, I know, is looking to get back into it. Porky, I know, is so excited for it as well. We also had a Thursday night football game last night, and dear God. Did we? If that there was a game? If that didn't put you to sleep, I don't know what I don't will. know if there was a game. That game fucking sucked. The Bears suck. The Panthers suck. Holy shit, that was terrible to watch. I'd love to see the TV ratings from that game. Oh, my God. I bet God. they were horrible. Dude, it was so incredibly bad, man. It was, what, one touchdown? One touch, yeah, one touchdown. One offensive touchdown. Well, here's the thing: is like the other part that's funny about it is somebody says, somebody puts them online. Why would the Bears try to win that game? Well, at the end of the day, it don't fucking matter because they have Carolina's pick anyway, so they want to make sure Carolina's shitty so that they have their number one pick. So there's some strategic play into it, but just go win a fucking football game, and that's exactly what they did. And that's that. We can, we don't need to even talk about that game anymore. It's not worth it. But, Frazier, if you don't mind pulling up the uh, the recap for me, because oh, yeah. I know that is one thing that everybody that listens in was missing last week, because I can't do the recap, but I know two guys that can. It's the last one I sent you, Frazier, and it's the recappers going after it. Porky and CJ, here it is. We're back! We're finally back again! Week nine. Sorry about last week, boys. Nick, week nine, boom. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Tick, 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 tick. First, we have the Music City Miracles versus the fourth rounders. Yes. Porky puts on his favorite pair of blue jeans on Sunday, and they weren't Lee nor Wranglers, but they were Levi's. And while Will Levis would strauss out the rounders, a major gap in points would leave Waddle with no apple bottom nor boots with the Fuhrer in Germany. All Music City has to do was bone to replay his running backs, keep on rocking to it, and please don't stop the, please don't stop the music. Music yes. City, 93, Rounders, 43. Please don't stop the music. Sorry music. about that, Boom. Please don't, yeah, it's all right, Boom, bad performance. And in our next matchup, we have the Rust Dynamos taking on the Mighty Ducks. We head down south for CJ was a straw boy this week. Not CJ, that's D-Ross, Boom. <laughs> Uh, this week as he steals electoral points from a Tampa Bay D and has the Ducks looking for their mother. It was a lamb who had Mikey asleep and counting points during the noon window as CD ravages a Rams D. But the rest of Darian's team would get effed by an LAD and end up with more points than ATL and have Big D crying in KC. Even T. Higgins would take his D Put it up the Dynamo's P and have D Ross yelling for an EMT. That's you, Boom. Hi, Boom. Oh, no. LMAO go the Ducks as they continue to fly in a V. The ABCs were too much for Darian this week as Josh Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name was my name, too. Josh Jacob scores over 20 points and the rest of the Ducks perform to expectations. Dean Ross gets a tough loss, and Mikey is left looking at this team. That's quack-tastic. Quack, 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 Ducks 114, Dynamos, idiot. Tick, 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 tick. Next, we have the Wolfpack versus the newly married Marching Shields. The Wolfpack start off to sweet with Josh Allen, but says, why? when Keenan and Kel Allen don't get orange soda out of Jamar Chase. The marching shields put the wolf back in the grinder as Dalton Schultz sings, I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude, we're all dudes, yeah! Putting Pappy V in Demented Hills once and for all. 
This is off topic, but a special shout out to March on his best man speech. Mr. March, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard, and at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Marching Shields, 108, Wolfpack, 79. Wolfpack continue, congrats Shields, congrats. Congratulations Shields. And in our next matchup, we have the Abusement Park taking on Total Carnage. Boo. Boo. Tyreek Hill played like the sour, played like sauerkraut in Germany this week as he stunk it up in the point column, and Jerome Ford could not motor up any points in Cleveland. Baltimore dominated Seattle, but Lamar Jackson got no action in Maryland as he goes for only 11 points. Huh? But guess what, boom? What, boom? Guess what, boom? What, boom? The park! The park! The park is open again! The park is ready to use and abuse the other teams in the league again as Stevenson plays like Steven's daddy and Amari Cooper and Cup look to become the great number one and two in the bathroom. Welcome back to the land of the living. Coke, Coke Komet does a line off of a white girl's booty <laughs> and hits an eight ball out of the park. It's his course two times. The park get a much needed win as total garbage. Scores a league low for the year and his wide receivers get back on track. Total carnage. 41, Abusement Park, 108. Good game, good game. Hey, good game. Not nah. idiot. <laughs> Next, we have the Poofs vs. Zumballers in the game of the week. Oh, a ballot from the ballers. <clears throat> you need some water boom? A little bit of water boom. <laughs> a ballot from the ballers. I started Joe Burrow and Saquon Barkley, but lost my poor matchup when the Poofs found their cheese. Oh. The Poofs don't quit, boom. Jake, Fergalicious Death. Tank, Adele, rolling in the deep, and Rashad puts down the white flag and starts Stefan digging a grave for his haters. Oh. The Poofs are here to fight. Poofs, 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 146 of Ballers, 106. Good job, Poofs. And in our final matchup, we have the City of Gods taking on Mahoney's homies. Wow, boom, this matchup had the crawdads singing and the gods had the eagles playing the greatest hits. A.J. Brown was taking it easy this week as he scores only one time. But it was Devontae Smith who was playing witchy woman with the Dallas D and had Mahoney desperado for a win. Mm. Jalen Hurts gave Dante a peaceful, easy feeling as he woke up to a tequila sunrise and scores three total touchdowns. Deshaun Watson had Mahoney wake up in a hotel in California, overdosed on a lackluster performance. Even pickle packle you cannot tackle. Austin Eckler gave Mahoney those lion eyes as his stats were not enough for him to take it easy. Mahoney may lose and he may win, but he will never be here again. So open up and come on in and touch my butthole. The gods go up in the standings and the Mahoney's drop a loss, but the upcoming weeks are for seeding boom. And I'm not talking about flowers. Oh, boom. Homies, 81. Gods, 93. Good luck, boys. <laughs> Dude, oh, hey, yeah, what what another... Hey, listen, 
this is this is not easy. You take the week off and come back in and, and deliver another hell of a performance. CJ's good burger references, mm. absolutely for not phenomenal. Porky delivers as he always does, uh, one time after another. You happy? You happy with what you heard throughout the that uh, recap? It was an amazing recap. It was it's an amazing recap. I loved it. Mm. I love it every week. That's why mm, I just it's one of my favorite things. It is same here, and we appreciate you boys for putting that on. Five weeks left. I mean, honestly, boys, soak it in. Soak it in. You only got what five weeks left. Then playoffs three. We only got about seven, eight podcasts left if we really think about it. It's pretty nuts. We're in single digits for podcasts. There's only so many more recaps we got left. That's sad. It is. I, I just don't know how they keep coming up with fresh ideas and content and for it to make it work it's just it's so creative and it's so hard to do it's impressive about march's speech inside this uh, i didn't hear the speech recap. but i was laughing this my is, ass it off. was incredible his speech let me let me make sure everybody understands the reference march's speech was absolutely incredible in the most march way possible like it was so funny in the mar- most march way that you would think that the speech went and yeah March, hell of a job. It's never easy going up there and doing public speaking, but somehow you found a way to to get the job done. We appreciate you for making us laugh, to say the least. Let's go to the waiver wire here. Um, the offers report for Wednesday is what we will head to first here, Frage, and I appreciate it. That's October, Frage. Let's head to November if you don't mind. It's a long list. There's yeah, a lot of okay. dates. No, There's no, a lot listen, of pickups. Listen, Our league apologies. makes a ton of pickups. 13 pickups. The f- number one pickup of the week, $6. Mighty Ducks get Khalil Shakir from Buffalo. $5. Kate Otten goes to the Wolfpack. Young Ho. Cool, cool. $3 to the Abusement Park. Music City Miracles get Jalen Guyton for $3. Total Carnage get Dolphins Defense for $3. Failed bid, $3. Shakir uh, was Shakir from the Wolfpack, so that was the next highest bid there. I like how he made the pickup twice. Just get it in there two times. Yeah, why the fuck does it say that? That's actually kind of funny. He probably dropped different guys. I guess so. It's just funny. The Ducks get their quarterback for the week with Tua being on by. Josh Dobbs for $2. $2 for Geno Smith to the Abusement Park. $1 for Antonio Gibson to the Ross Dynamos. $1 for Baker Mayfield to the Rounders. $1 Chargers defense. Dante Bailey. Mahoney's homies, dollar get groupie, the kicker. Groupie. Um, Carnage gets Packers defense for a dollar. One dollar pickup, Mahoney's homies, Tank Bigsby for a nice. dollar. It's a nice handcuff. It's a good handcuff. Yeah, it is a good handcuff. I agree. Thursday, we had seven pickups on Thursday. The Ross Dynamos go out and get Noah Brown for three bucks. The Chiefs defense goes to the Miracles for two dollars. The City of Gods get Colts defense for a dollar. A dollar, Jonathan Mingo goes to Total Carnage, who did absolutely not shit for him yesterday. Elijah Mitchell for a dollar to the homies. Uh, Ross Dynamo, Seahawks defense for a dollar. And City of Gods, one dollar for Nick Folk. On Friday, which was today, we had two pickups. Rico Dowdle goes to the Marching Shields for a dollar. And then a dollar, Brandon McManus, the kicker, heads to the fourth rounders. Let's go to the budget summary. And find out how much money everybody has left to work with. $61 to the Zumballers. $17 for David Fraser and the Poofs. Uh, Pappy V's got $44. $36 for the Ducks. Uh, $14 is left for CJ. $25 for the Miracles. $12 for Total Carnage. $44 for Mahoney. $22 for Deeran Ross. Uh, $16 for Dante. Marching Shields with $58. And Porky with $57. Bucks. And that's it for that. 
Not a lot left for some folks. Five weeks of the regular season plus playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And you I'm gotta, one of those folks. You got to be smart with your pickups, as you know. Like you're not going to be going out and getting anybody for five, six, seven dollars anymore. It's 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 got to be some strategic plays. But sometimes it's interesting. You, you start to really see like CJ picking up Puka Nakua early on for fifty whatever dollars it was, or however much he spent. It's not that bad of a play. Like it looks terrible to spend that much money early, but sometimes there ain't shit left towards the back end of the year to really spend the money on. Um, but yeah, like I said, sometimes like Jerome Ford, in my opinion, still the sixty whatever dollars it was. Obviously not worth it. Um, but you know, it, it just depends. It it, it it could have been a good play, obviously, with Nick Chubb going down. But, you know, sometimes spending all that money on certain people sometimes doesn't pay off. I know it didn't pay off for Zach Evans and Darian, to say the least there. Uh, I don't even know if he's even touched the ball since that shit's all happened. But, yeah, that's how it happens. Recent activity is what I need here, Frage, because we had the trade deadline. The trade deadline. um, I can't wait to get into this. Yes, this is going to be exciting stuff right here. Just, yeah. I got you. Don't worry. No, no, you go ahead. Take your time. Let's just take a second. We no, just got to no, do these you're trades. Right. We want to make sure we're... There's a ton of them, though. There is. All right. First trade, Sunday. Did we already cover that? We didn't even cover these, no, did we? dude. There's a lot of trades to cover. All right. Let's just get after it. We got to look at anything that says buy LM here. First trade, Sunday, November 5th, right before the game, uh, for, the, for the the Sunday slate of games, the Marching Shields trade Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson and Saints defense over to CJ. CJ sends back Puka Nakua and Bijan Robinson. I'll break down this trade really quick. This was a fantastic trade for CJ to make in the moment. He had no option but to try something different. Arthur Smith is saying fuck you to Bijan for some reason. Puka Nakua is starting to slow down a little bit. And CJ gets two really uh, solid running backs. Ramondre's hit or miss right now, but it is what it is. I think this was a great trade, and this helped get uh, CJ get the W. The only thing I'll say is I think CJ got more upside, and the Saints D performed for him. I agree. So he got good good upside, and he got two running backs. I agree. But we'll see what B. John does. If Arthur Smith pulls his head out of his ass. but Yeah, that's probably not going to happen, though. No, I wouldn't put no. money on that. Uh, the Music City Miracles send over Kareem Hunt to Porky. Porky sends back Jerry Judy. What do you think about this one? I don't know what Porky's doing or seeing here. <laughs> what What do you see in Kareem Hunt that gets you excited? I uh, don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not a big Kareem Hunt fan, and I think Jerry... I'm not a Jerry Judy fan either. I think the Broncos suck, but I mean, I know why Muse made the deal. He needed a receiver. I just... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a, really a trade to get too much excited about. No, I'm not going to get upset about it. No. Only I'm only upset because you traded Jerry Judy to Muse, who had no receivers. But. Right, exactly. And but this, yeah, whatever. And this next trade's one that I really want you to break down. It is the City of Gods trading away Brees Hall and Gabe Davis over to the Miracles, and the Miracles sending over Justin Jefferson. I mean, for me, this trade was extremely risky mm-hmm. for Dante to make. Brees Hall's a top 10 running back, arguably top five running back this mm-hmm. week. And I think he could be moving forward. I understand the hesitancy with the Jets' offense. Right. But I'm not hesitant with Garrett Wilson because Garrett Wilson's getting the ball. Brees, Wilson, or Brees Hall is getting the ball. And he's a freak athlete, and he's only getting stronger after that ACL. I, yep. I don't like him moving Brees Hall at all, and I especially don't like him moving him for a guy that may not play. I mean, he's healthy and practicing, but the Vikings have nothing to win this season. Why would you play him? I mean, unless Justin Jefferson wants to get back out there, but I don't know. 
huge, 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 huge risk. Let's just say that for Dante. Yes, the reward is astronomical because yes, yes. I see what he's trying to do with his receiving core. I just, I just don't like trading Brees Hall. I, I get that. I'm on the same page with you. I. I th- I like I like the trade a little bit for Dante, and the reason why is Justin Jefferson. Here's the thing: this is a really hard trade to actually explain. Justin Jefferson looks like he'll be back not this week, but next week. Still a huge if, but correct, yes, but correct. yeah, yes. Josh Dobbs played against Atlanta Falcons. Okay, he pl- he only threw up 150 something yards. Okay, he did not really throw the ball that incredibly well to his wide receivers. He threw the ball to Hawkinson a shit ton. So, like, the, he's still going to have to make those throws at the end of the day. And and I, maybe he will. Maybe he does. Josh Dobbs has really surprised me, to be honest with you, so far this season. So, maybe that happens. It is a risk. Brees Hall has been freaking awesome and has been playing really, really well. So, this is, in my opinion, this is one of those wait and see trades, and I think it's going to go very lopsided for one of the uh, one of the opposing teams in this trade. You brought up another risk Dante made, though, in that Justin Jefferson now has a new quarterback. So not any, yep. not only does he have to recover from an injury, not only does he have to battle a GM that probably doesn't want to get him hurt, but yep. he also has to battle learning how to, a new quarterback is going to throw him the ball. And if you look at Josh Dobbs and what he did in Arizona, he didn't exactly target Hollywood Brown or anybody in that Agreed. offense. So Agreed. Huge risk. Well, these trades uh, were actually right before the deadline here. One of those trades, I mean, these are these are close to the deadline as you get. Six, six, minutes, six minutes. Two trades made six minutes before the deadline. Kyle was busy. He was busy indeed. The Ross Dynamos, so was Muse. Ross Dynamos trade away Calvin Ridley and Damian Pierce over to the Zumballers, and the Zumballers send over Saquon Barkley. Frazier. No, this trade makes sense for both sides. Yes. For Darian, he gets a more, what I would call a more steady piece in Saquon. If he mm-hmm. plays, you know, whatever, you don't know with Saquon. But he is the Giants. You know he's going to get the ball. I don't, I'm really low on Damian Pierce in general. Yeah. And Calvin Ridley's been a roller coaster ride. So get rid of him. Get the more, you know, higher floor in Saquon. And for Kyle, let's go by the upside. You get a two for one, and you got a guy potentially, if he does what he's supposed to do in Calvin Ridley, why a uh, top, you know, 20 receiver. So you nailed this on the head. This is like a legit, like, change of scenery type yeah, trade. Like, totally. hey, like, it's not working out right now lately for me. So let's see if anything happens when we make this move. So smart move from both teams. I like what I saw there. The last trade, the Music City Miracles get Brees Hall and trade him away right away. Doesn't even get to play in the uniform. Brees Hall and Zach Charbonnet head over to the Zumballers. The Zumballers send over Devontae Adams and Gus Edwards. Yeah, and this one is – I was actually really happy Muse traded Brees Hall away. His matchup this week's unbelievable. (laughs) I think he's going to absolutely eat this week. Uh, great trade for Kyle, but also a great trade for Muse. He gets Devontae Adams. Could be a revitalized offense, potentially, under a new coaching. I don't know. A lot, lot of question marks in this trade, but I do like both sides. I do think Muse wins this trade. I think Devontae can figure and turn some things around. Some recent changes there. And Gus Edwards has been really good. Tough matchup this week, but he's been really good. Agreed. Agreed. And that was the uh, trade deadline. We appreciated uh, everybody that you know made those deals and communicated very very well. I was super shocked on the trade deadline to not see any fab traded whatsoever. Very very shocked to not see any money movement. 
to say the least. I thought I was going to see it. I think people weren't really thinking about it. I think people were more worried about the player aspect of everything and didn't think about maybe trying to steal an extra couple bucks from somebody saying, hey, can I get three extra dollars in this trade too or something like that? Very interesting. Um, but once again, hot, trade deadline is always hot and heavy in this league. You always think nothing's going to happen, and then all of a sudden here they come flowing in. And listen, I've learned over the years – my schedule on the trade deadline from 10 a.m. to noon has to be completely free because I need to be ready to push these trades through. And I stepped up to the uh, to the feet and to the task of what needed to happen, and I feel like I got the job done. It's impressive because it's not easy to do. It is not, especially when you get the side techs. The side techs were flowing in from these trade t- uh, these teams that oh, were making these course. trades, asking me questions about things like they haven't been in this league for 17 years, not knowing what needs to happen as far as these trades go. Very basic system. Everybody, I thought, did a very, very good job with communication with each other. I felt all trades looked clean and legit. Mahoney sniffed one of the trades out. He he got a strong scent of one, but nothing that we could ride home about or nothing that we could sound the alarms on. Um, and, and Mahoney, the official trade sniff tester of the uh, MVP Pro Money League, we appreciate Mahoney for this as well. Great sniffer on that guy. No, yeah, he's, he, he knows how to scoop him. Dude, he sniffs like nobody's business, for sure, to no say doubt. the least. It's a great award. Well earned. It is. And we are going to dive into the mic drops here, Frage. Um Everybody, I send out a text the day of asking for mic drops, not thinking that I was going to get one from everybody that I was hoping to get one from, and I did. Every single person sends one over. Yeah, as you, as it should, though. You we, call them out. It's, we, we respect that. We appreciate it, to say the least. You four will be off the hook for next week. We'll have four new ones for next week. But let's go ahead and dry, uh, dive into Brian Muse first. Muse calls in. Here he is. Hey, guys. Muse here with the Music City Miracles. Wow, what a trade deadline. I'm sure you guys already went over all the trades and all that, what you thought. Um, I got a couple questions for you. First question, I see the top four teams in the standings looking like they're in already. Who do you think will be the three teams to make the last spots? Then my second question is, out of everybody in the league, who do you think is easiest to trade with? And who do you think is hardest to trade with? <coughs> Cards. All right. Well, that being said, uh, everybody have a good rest of the way. Good luck to all. Uh, I'll be talking to you boys later. That's a great. That's a great drop right there. That's a great drop. Um, let's go ahead and go with the first thing he said. Who's going to be the last uh, three teams in the playoffs? Darian had a similar question about a few weeks ago as far as that went on who we thought on some certain teams. But let's let's go ahead and, and, and do this really quick, Frage. Three teams that are in that bottom uh, bottom seven right now that you think gets into the playoffs. Who, who would be your pick? This is going to be the boldest prediction I've ever made, but wow. I'm actually going to say poofs, wow. miracles, wow. dynamos. Wow. I think – Holy shit. I think Porky, Shield, Marching Shields, and Carnes all fall wow. out of playoff contention. Wow. And the nine, the eight, nine, and ten seeds swap basically with the five, six, and sevens. Unreal. So, okay. Mine is is Porky. I think Porky wants it way too bad. Yeah, that's the one I question. That's the one I question. I think he wants it way too bad. I do have the I do think the I don't know, man. The marching shields 
They're so borderline right now for me. Like it's so hit or miss. I'm interested to see how that trade plays out for him. I do have the poofs getting in. The poofs are hot right now. As crazy it is to say, dude was folding up his folding up his uh, cards and was was uh, heading to Pizza Hut and sitting in a booth all by himself. Fold and all shot. of a sudden, and all of a sudden he's he's back in the running here. And then I'm going to go ahead and you're right. I think the Miracles made some moves to to get back in a nice spot here. And I do think the Miracles find their way in. The Miracles are a playoff team usually every year too. So I just think they have the experience. Crazy, call me crazy, CJ, you know, another guy that, you know, he, he could find his way in if he does the right things here. Everybody has to stay confident. I cannot express this enough. It is not fucking ever over in this league. Until you have, the moment you have eight eight losses or nine losses, that is when it's time to panic and just say, yeah, I'm done. Because eight losses more than likely won't get you in. Possible, but more than likely not. CJ essentially still has two losses to give. Zumballers and also the Dynamos both have two losses to give. They're fine. They're it's it's okay right now. You really only want to lose one more game, but it's easy easy easier said than done. But you can go four and one. It's very very possible to go four and one these last five games. So to answer your second question, um, the hardest person to trade with. I mean, I didn't really try to make too many deals. I only had really one conversation. Did you have any conversations at all? At the deadline, no. I did all my trading earlier in mm-hmm. the season. Yeah, I didn't. Ha- I think I just had one conversation uh, at the deadline. Uh, two. Two at the deadline, that was really it. Carnes has always been the hardest person to trade with because you just don't want to trade with him. You don't want to be the reason why he uh, starts to succeed, to say the least. So I would say Carnes is the hardest, the easiest person to trade with. Is probably for me. It's probably Mahoney, honestly, because we just say yes or no to each other, and it's all over. I love it. For me, the the hardest is CJ. It's not even close. <laughs> uh, super difficult to trade with Siege. I don't know. We just I guess see eye to eye or nor not eye to eye. I don't know, but very different in the way we value players. And then uh, who would be the easiest? Probably not easiest, but Muse and I have done the most deals probably in the history of the league. Yeah. I would actually, that'd be a fun stat. Yeah. See trade partners and how they For break sure. out. But uh, Muse and I have always had, you know, at least decent logical conversations about yes. trades. I like that. I like that. Yep. And, and talking about segments too, obviously we had the trade deadline segment. I know that I promised the history of the toilet bowl. That is not going to be this week, obviously. That will be, uh, and not next week because it's Porky and CJ's show next week. The following week will be the history of the Toilet Bowl Award because we've never really talked about it. I think it would be fun to bring up and, and, and talk logistics and everything as far as that goes. The next mic drop goes, great mic drop, by the way, Muse. Thank you for the interactive question. The Zumballers and Kyle Zumbell left a mic drop, and here he was. Hey, guys. Kyle here with the Ballers. Wanted to call in and hit on probably the topic of the podcast the trades 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 what a trade deadline that was huh so i just wanted to make some comments at, at some of the actions that i took uh saquon Devante. it's not a you problem it's a your team problem you guys are both in shit fucking offenses and i could not fucking stand it any fucking longer Saquon, 30 carries a game for 85 yards, just running back into the back of his fucking offensive line on repeat. Couldn't stand it anymore. Devontae's turning into a crybaby back bitch because nobody can throw him the football properly. 
just wasn't for me wasn't on the cards on top of that i had seven players that had buys on week 13 so i was going to be screwed had to make the moves had to do it i asked for the, everybody's best offers uh for saquon i got two offers mikey's offer i wouldn't even wipe my ass with it was that bad um darian's offer was adequate i i had to jump on it uh and then i was trying to get Brees anyways uh i offered Devonte for Brees straight up it got rejected for a, a better offer in in dante's eyes um so I went and tried it again, and it worked with Brian. I did have to give up Gus, the Gus bus, one of my favorite players. But it's the cost that we pay. Uh, and Brees, we trust. Brees Lightning, let's go. Jet up. See ya. Brees Lightning. That is a fantastic drop by Kyle, by the way. It's amazing. Sa- Here's the thing. You got to wonder when Santa Claus is coming to town to leave a drop, one. Two, when do we see Doby? I can't wait, man. Dude, I can't wait either. I don't want to know when it's coming. I, I just, don't either. I just wanted to start and then just. You're right. Oh, I don't wow. just want one, though. I want two Dolby drops at one point. I want one in the regular season and one in the playoffs. That's all I ask. Dobby's one of my favorite characters. No, there's no doubt about it. And, Truly remarkable. And just so we can touch base on what I sent trade, because I said obviously there's two trades. That yeah, was what was the white bass of. offer? It was, I, it was Saquon for Lockett and Jaleel McLaughlin. Yeah, that's fair. I'd wipe it. I'd yeah, wipe it's it's ass. not good. It's not a good offer, but it's one of those ones you, you tried. Send out. Yeah, you, you tried. Just, why would you not? Hey, you see what's happening. Yeah, exactly, and hey, that's Saquon's what Saquon's running into the back of his offensive line. Take Dude. a take a take a peek at Jaleel. <laughs> that was honestly that was a fantastic drop, Kyle. We appreciate it very much. Uh, that is what a drop should look like, right there, folks. Him and Muse hit it on the head so far. Um, Porky leaves the drop. Let's hear from Porky. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, guys? That's the fourth rounder taking a shit on the homies' homies this week. This game has been circled on the calendar for quite some time. I'm taking the rounders over the homies this week. Love you, Kamish. Great podcast. Hopefully, David's there. Love you, boys. Good luck, Mahoney. You're gonna need it. (laughs) Porky, that is a phenomenal drop. Honestly, though, I can't do it right now. I'm not diving into this matchup yet. I'm diving into it in the preview because I am very, very excited to talk about this matchup. So, Porky, hang tight. Great drop. That is a game, though, that we really need to get into. The last mic drop of the day here is going to the one, the only, the one we love to hear from, Pappy V. Mike Vaccaro here, or Vaccaro, however you want to say it, is fine with me. Doesn't really matter, and I've been called worse. Leaving my mic drop, not much to say. Hope everyone has a good weekend. Have a good one. Wow! That is pure devastation and fear. Wow, dude. Is this the beginning of the collapse? No, no, hold on a second. This is What's this happened is, to him? Hold on. I I want to I want to make sure that we 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 say this really quick. We appreciate what Pappy V has done. The old man, he's got some skills right here. 
He takes the loss, and he's disappointed in himself. He doesn't even call himself Pappy V. He doesn't even say, good luck, you're going to need it. And I know everybody's upset that they didn't hear it, but you also got to respect the fact that he's accepting him, accepting his defeat here. He's taking accountability for the performance that he put up. I talked to him when he lost that game. He's disappointed. You would think this dude was one in fucking seven or something like that. He's still seven and two. He's still performing to a to a good uh, with a good amount of points every single week. I feel like it's just a tough loss. This is the saddest drop you've ever heard from Pappy V. I've never heard him like this before. Never, never. This I mean, is crazy. He's still in first place. I mean, here's the deal. We were looking in the last pod, looking for Vaccaro and Vaccaro as what is our actual last name. And this dude's our father, and he can't even say our last name, That's, so we're completely fucked. I think just you just pick one and stick <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's Vaccaro or Vaccaro at this point. See? I, see, I don't even fucking know, dude. Oh, no. The problem's know, worse dude. than I thought. Listen, it was always Vaccaro for me, and then one day... It's Vaccaro. My, I, said it, I said it out loud. I said it on a phone call. When I was on a call for work at my grandma's, and she's like, it's Vaccaro. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, everybody, like, I've always been called. So I was like, grandma really fucked me on this one, to be honest with you. Wow. I mean, a lot of, or she, yeah, should have told you that earlier on. Yeah, that's probably, that probably would have been helpful. But Pappy V, man, you got to get it, got to get his lick back for sure, to say the least. It's um, tough to hear, man. It is, it is. But March, he left his predictions. Let's go ahead and go over them. We appreciate you, as always, March, for coming in the clutch. Last week, Mikey five and one, another great performance. David's nice. three and three. Mm-hmm. That brings David is twenty six and twenty two. Me to twenty nine and nineteen. That's a nice record. Appreciate that. Porky fifteen and nine. CJ fourteen and ten. And March two and four. March, we appreciate everything you do. I don't even need to ask you anymore. You just literally send it over. It's amazing. Um, it's yeah, it's it's good stuff. You're a good man. You're the you're the best for doing all that shit. The last thing that we're going to do here today, besides the preview, we've never done this together. Uh Uh-oh. And uh, you didn't even know it was going to happen today. Oh, boy. I have uh, created something that the recappers have created. Mm. And I feel terrible for what Zumbel's going through because he's had the hex wheel for the last two times. Right. right. And the hex wheel is 5-0 for age. It's unreal. It's 5-0. and oh. And guess what I've done? You created it? The hex wheel's been created. Oh, dude. The hex wheel dude, has dude, been no, created. No, we don't. Just no, let's. No, no, no we, because it's on it, Zumbel. It's turning it around. Nope. Zumbel scored nope. a touchdown in the Bears game, the nope. only one. Nope, 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 nope. It's got to happen, dude. Oh. It's got to happen. I told him it would, he would get dude. off the hex wheel. No and whammies, here it is. No Are whammies, you ready, no Frank? No whammies, no whammies. Here you go. Whammies. Press it, buddy. It's all you. No, I'm not touching that. All right, I'll do it. You're right. kidding Here it is. Get that away from me. Oh, no whammies. I don't spinning. even like the noise it's spinning. of it. It's spinning. Stop. Oh, no. Oh. No. <gasps> no. No way. <laughs> it's back on Zumbel. Kyle Zumbel has been hexed. Oh, that's, that can't be good. That can't be good. <laughs> Kyle Zumbel gets the third hex in a row. Oh my god. It dude. was so close to Muse. Dude, it was so I close. I honestly thought it was gonna be Brian and it sneaks it off sneaks. Brian. Sneaks. Zumbel has wow. got the hex wheel on him this you week. You thought you were doing Kyle a favor. You just doubled down. I was trying to help him, man. A double hex doesn't I was trying to help oh, him, dude. No. I was trying to help him, man. God damn it! Fuck. 
Dude, this is Sorry. like the curse of the Grand Bambino, man. Like, this could go down. Like, if Kyle goes on a drought here... Because if he's going to get removed from the Hex, can you get removed twice? I just can't that's believe... Tough. I just can't believe what just happened. Like, that's, chances of that are pretty crazy. That's tough, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess with uh, that all being said, let's just head into the, uh, <laughs> head into the preview. Uh, I'll go ahead and take this first matchup. And, and honestly, this first matchup is... A massive game. It's not going to make my game of the week, but it is a massive game. It's in my top two or three, to say the least. It's uh, the Poofs, four and five, against the Music City Miracles, three, five, and one. I wish both of these teams could win. I don't want to watch any of these two teams lose. But if Frazier wins this game, all of a sudden he's sitting in a with a 500 record. And if Muse loses this game, his playoff hopes are slowly coming to an end. On Muse's side, Justin Herbert, Mixon, Edwards, um, Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis, Devontae Adams, Dalton Kincaid, Alexander Madison, all those players, some of them are new for his team. Actually, a good amount of them are new on his team this week. So we'll see what happens as far as that goes. And then on Frazier's side, Sam Howell, Rashad White, David Montgomery, Diggs, Wilson, Dell, Ferguson, Cook. I mean... I am actually going to – this is going to blow a lot of people away. And and honestly, I'm going to go with the Music City Miracles to win this game. I've picked the poofs the last three weeks, I believe, truly. Um, I just – I don't know. I, I think that Gabe Davis throwing up that zero last week, I think that he's actually going to potentially go off because I think Diggs is going to be covered by Patrick Sertan, and I think that's going to really open up Gabe Davis to get some uh, get some points because Gabe Davis is tall, and uh, a lot of the corners on the Broncos are very very short guys to say the least. I mean that that Monday night matchup is what it might all come down to with James Cook and Stefan Diggs on one side and Dalton Kincaid, Gabe Davis, Jerry Judy on the other side. Frazier, you're on a hot streak. I'm gonna have to go with the Muse though to win this game. I respect it. I do. I respect it. Um, I never thought I'd be saying this, but I don't really care if I win this game. I want to win, of mm-hmm. course, yeah. but this is the best my team has been, and it's finally mm-hmm. becoming what I thought it could be, Yep. Uh, so that feels really good, and now it's just a matter of, can my guys put it together, and this is the first real dilemma I've had of, I don't know who to play, I mean, I got four receivers in the top 21, mm-hmm. I got three running backs in the top 18, I have good problems to have right now, um, and honestly, it just comes down to what my guys do, which I've learned this year, you can't predict. But I, I love what Muse did over the trade deadline. I think he single-handedly had the best trade deadline any team has ever had in league history. Yep. Because the guy got into the trade deadline week with zero receivers. His best receiver, I think he dropped. No no joke. Uh, Kirsten, Christian Watson is the only guy he mm-hmm. had. Um, and he goes out and he gets Gabe Davis, Jerry Judy, Devontae Adams, all new faces. He goes out and gets Gus Edwards, another new face. He's returning, like, what, four skill players in his fantasy lineup? I've never seen that done before. Amazing turnaround for Muse, and I like his team. But i got to stay confident. We're on a three-game win streak. I like my matchups. I like my team this week a lot. I think most people would. just matter if they go out and perform, but I'm taking the post. I like where your head's at with that one. Go ahead with this next matchup. City of Gods, the brotherly love in this mm-hmm. game is strong. Dante Bailey, 6-3, and three, made some big moves at the deadline, going up against Darian's Ross Dynamos, who is going to ride C.J. Stroud until the wheels fall off, mm-hmm. because why shouldn't you? Best game I've seen a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, having a long time last Sunday. The, the Texans looked awesome. Um, I can't wait for Porky and C.J. to give me some more shit on <laughs> Houston. It was a couple weeks early, but they looked amazing. 
Uh, Kyler Murray back in a lineup. Um, haven't seen that yet, but look at that for for uh, Mr. Bailey, Jonathan Taylor, Brian Robinson. I like this team, but I got to take the Ross Dynamos here. I think getting Saquon just as a as a guy that you can just count on to get the ball a ton is going to be huge. Ceedee Lamb's looked really good, gotten better week after week. Noah Brown's a good flyer for Texas, um, and then I just I think his team's pretty solid, so I'm taking I'm taking uh, Darian. I agree, I agree. I mean, Dante missing AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts is massive. Is he is Dante missing anybody else too? It's just and, it's, and it's Philly. Defense. It's Philly, right? He's, missing, He's Philly. missing four guys. He's missing Philly. Yep, entirely, completely correct. Dante's gonna be real happy though when he does get Justin Jefferson and Achan back as well to add to this to his lineup. And yeah, I think Darian, he is missing Pacheco and, and Kelsey, so he's missing his Chiefs boys. But I do like some of the pickups that Darian made, and I do like CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I think he's going to have an absolutely massive game against the Giants this week, to say the least. And CJ Stroud, yeah, that game's probably gonna maybe be a shootout. I mm-hmm. do actually have a weird feeling that CJ Stroud is not gonna throw up anything crazy numbers wise this week a lot of people are picking houston to win this game randomly all of a sudden oh, I and i'm mad. and i don't really understand it it is joe burrow i get it higgins is out yeah tough but i don't know i do think cd stroud's gonna throw up the points i think that the ross dynamos get this w this week great week to play the city of gods agreed this next matchup more brotherly love it's the Mighty Ducks, 6-3, and three, looking to probably clinch a playoff spot here against the Abusement Park, looking to not get eliminated from a playoff spot. Right now it is a 5-4 to four game. DJ Moore gets the Ducks 5 and 4 points. Cole Komet on the other side. Josh Dobbs, the starting quarterback for the Ducks this week with Tua being on bye. Josh Jacobs and Kamara rounding out the running back core and then the wide receivers to still play are Terry McLaurin and Tyler Lockett. Kyle Pitts just had a baby. You can only imagine that he's going to be scoring against Arizona this week. On the other side, CJ, Geno Smith, uh, Nico Collins. I appreciate you pulling that up. Nico Collins has been, wait, what? He's out. Huh? He's not playing? No. I just saw that, and I was like, is he really not going? Oh, my God. Holy shit, dude. He's not going to go for Sunday. That just confirms the Tank uh, tank Dell and Noah Brown for Darian. No. Texans receivers, uptick. Nico. I don't like that, though. I like Nico in the game. I think it adds another piece. Nico. Go I, down for me. I got to see. I mean, this is a live pod, live pod roster ad, and it's not looking pretty no matter how you look at it. You play Shakir? Khalil Ka- Ka- Shakir Ka- gets Ka- the... Khalil Shakir will be inserted in the lineup. I mean, I have a bench spot to add a player right now. Fuck, dude. What the hell happened? I didn't think his injury was that bad. I mean, he's been questionable all week, but there was no signs of it being out, especially this quick. I guess it's better to find out now than later. Well, Nico's – yeah, yeah, Nico's hurt. That's tough. I appreciate you showing me that, Fridge. Big big time right there. It's no problem. Uh, Geno Smith, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, Amari Cooper, Kirk, Dobbs, Komet and Dotson for CJ. I think that CJ actually Cooper Cup is is on bye this week, which is brutal for CJ. He's also missing Mahomes. Jeff Wilson Jr. is probably That's a helpful. Good, yeah, it's <laughs> probably helpful that it's a bye week for him. Um, I think I'm going to take this game. Still, I still think my team is stronger than CJ's. I I mean I'm going to go ahead and ride my my hand on this one. But once again, CJ, I think he made the right moves from a um, from a trade perspective. And I think his team looks a little bit more well-rounded, but I still got the Ducks winning this game. 
Uh, I think you have to take the Ducks. Yeah. Um, and, and not that I don't like Siege's team, but Tony Pollard's got to carry him to victory against the Giants. I don't like the other matchups. Uh, Mari Cooper against the Ravens, Christian Kirk against San Fran. Uh, not my favorites. I do like Jahan Dotson a lot. Um, I think he's playing really good, and Sam Howell is throwing the absolute shit out of the ball um, mm-hmm. at an unbelievable. He's actually on pace to break the NFL record for pass attempts in a game. So Jahan Dotson <laughs> that's, and that's and Jahan Dotson has a twenty like two percent target share anyway. Like Dotson a lot, but I like your team overall a lot. I think even without Nico, you'll fi- you'll be fine. You'll figure out what what to put into that flex spot. Bills D against Denver. I like that. Justin Tucker, your boy. Your boy. I'm trying to make these decisions as you're speaking right now because I need to this this zero spot in the lineup is getting me upset right now. It's scary when you think a guy's gonna go and then he doesn't. But Dude, at least you do have three other receivers that are legit. You already had one go. Uh, but you got Terry McLaurin, who like I talked about, you know, the commanders, they're throwing the ball a lot, and Tyler Lockett looks good too. And you got good running backs. This is a matchup of running backs. Whoever's running backs score more here, uh, will ultimately win this one. But I, I do like your team and I think the ducks take it. I appreciate that. You go ahead and take this one. All right, this one will be good. We got this one's fun. You know, Porky, he just he, he was taking a little shit earlier, <laughs> uh, but we got we got fourth rounders taking on the homies, uh, and this one is an interesting game. We got the the homies are looking good. They're riding Travis Etienne. Austin Eckler's back. He finally had a good game last week. That's really good to see. Chris Olave, um, you know, he's battling some speed, but he's doing good things. Chris Pickens, I'm not a, I'm not big on him right now. It's a weird the way he hasn't really he's almost been eliminated from George, the offense. George Pickens? What did I say? Chris Pickens. I was like Chris you Pickens. Said Chris Pickens. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy talking I, about? I combine Chris Olave and George got it, Pickens. Got it, got it, got Chris got it. Pickens. Chris Pickens, man. Chris Pickens sucked last week. Dude, did you see him? He didn't even get any balls. Oh, trust me. He was in my parlay. I saw him last week. <laughs> That's for sure. George George is not is not doing well, but no. um, and then the other side here, Porky's team looks good. What will be really interesting that I'm obviously have skin in the game on is the Detroit backfield. Like, mm-hmm. is it going to be Jameer Gibbs? Is he going to continue to do what he's done? Is Monty going to come take it for some? I, I think it's Gibbs is going to be more intertwined in the offense. I think the projected sevens low. I think he'll do well. And you got Christian McCaffrey. Porky's team's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's going to take this one over Mahoney, which is a bold pick. But I'm taking I'm taking the Rounders, dude. Honestly, man, game of the week right here. Oh, Porky sure. wants this is a rivalry matchup if I've ever seen it. Whoever wins this game. The mic drop for next week is going to be electric. Whoever gets it. Mahoney has has a lot of question mark players, but also his team has performed really, really well this year in certain categories. From the other side of things, from Porky's side, having no Jalen Waddle, uh, obviously it hurts a little bit, but Adam Thielen only getting four tough but I think that Christian McCaffrey is going to go off against the Jags. Just my personal opinion. And I actually, I got Baker Mayfield dominating the Titans as well. I think he's going to play well. I think, uh, you know, in Damian Pierce, he's banged up right now. Devin Singletary, I think, is going to start getting a little bit of workload there. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Porky to go ahead and win this game against Mahoney. Um, Porky would need it. We'd get him to 5-5, five and five and, and Mahoney would still be sitting pretty. But, yeah, Porky. Old picks. Yep. Sorry, Mahoney. Next game, total carnage with a two to zero lead over the Marching Shields. Both these teams four and five. One of these teams are heading to five and five. The other's going to four and six. And folks, I'm just gonna say it, and I don't even feel scared about it. Carnes's team sucks. His team this year is the worst. I know, Frazier. I know. I get it. I'm doing it. I'm saying it out loud. This is the worst Carnes 
team I have ever seen. I think he's banking on too many question mark guys. I know that Carnes doesn't even like his team. That's the only reason why I'm saying it. He hates it. He has no confidence in his team whatsoever. He is just praying to God that some people get hurt so that his team, some of his players, just start taking over some of the the carries. Jonathan Mingo already fucks him with two points. Miles Sanders has been absolute dog shit this year. Luckily, he's on his bench. But Lamar Jackson, Javante Williams, Jerome Ford, Amon Ross St. Brown, DK Metcalf, Kittle, and Algier over on one side for Carnes. On the other side, uh, we got Dak Prescott, Derrick Henry, Bijan Robinson, uh, Debo Samuel, Drake London, Marquise Brown, Dalton Schultz, Schultz, Tyler Boyd for the Marching Shields. I got the Marching Shields winning this game. I think that Derrick Henry, I think Bijan actually will have a very good game this week. Finally, I hope. Drake London comes back in the lineup after a concussion. Marquise Brown gets Kyler Murray back. Dalton Schultz uh, has CJ Stroud, and obviously with seeing Nico Collins being hurt, that's only going to add to potentially his point category there. DK Metcalf against Washington will be very interesting to see for Carnes. Jerome Ford, I'm still not buying it. Javante Williams, I, I wish he was something. I'm, I'm hoping he can start stepping it up. I'd love to see it for my team. And then George Kittle against the Jaguars. We'll see how that plays out. But once again, I'm taking the Marching Shields to win this game. I have no value to add to that. You, That was amazing. Nice. I got Marching Shields too. I, I completely agree. Better team. Yep. Zumballers, FFC. Taking on the Wolf Pack, a sad Wolf Pack. Mm-hmm. The seven and two Wolf Pack, they're not they're lacking confidence right now, and it makes me a little worried. And then you pair that with a fifteen spot from the only guy who added any value on that mm-hmm. Thursday night game and Foreman You're right. puts up a fifteen spot for Kyle and that makes him smile. I know Kyle was just hexed, and I'm gonna make a real bold pick here and I'm gonna take uh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. The hex wow. wheel's not been wrong. Wow. It's not you, you been wrong. You can't do it then, dude. I have to, though. I'm, wow. I think the hex wheel is going to be the first week the hex wheel loses on Brees Hall and Aaron Jones' shoulders. And Joe Burrow going against Houston. I think that game is going to be a 30-30 to game, similar to what we saw last week with, with Tampa and Houston. I think it's similar. And then I like his receivers. I think I think Michael Pittman's good. Calvin Ridley, you know, we'll see what happens there. Big boomer bust guy. Um, not to say... You know, Pappy V's team isn't isn't going to pappy him up, but question marks. You know, uh, new quarterback for Hawkinson and Addison. I don't love Jamar Chase. It'll do some nice things as he always does, and I do like Josh Allen a lot, but just not enough pieces. I think this year to put up big this week to put up big points for Pappy. Yeah, and I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to take Pappy V to win this game, and and I'll tell you why. Josh Allen is going to fucking dominate the Denver Broncos. It's just going to happen. I think that actually, to be straight with you, I do think that Broncos game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think some people might think it might be a little bit of a lower scoring game. I think the Broncos are going to hang with the Bills for a little bit. I think I'm going to predict that game being. 27 to 21. So I think it's going to be in that around in that range. Kenneth Walker, I think he's going to bounce back after a shitty week. T. Higgins is out. Jamar Chase is going to eat. I don't care about the back spasm. He's going to be fine. Keenan Allen has just been fucking incredible. Uh, I, I just keep waiting for something to happen to him, but he just continues to perform week after week. With Jefferson probably not playing again this week, I think Addison and Hawkinson are both going to be good plays there. So, yeah, I mean, I think that I like what I see from Zumbel. Uh, I think it's going to hurt him to take this loss. If he gets the win, I'll be happy for him, but I just got Pappy V winning it. Hey, I get it. I do get it. Pappy's team is legit. Yep, yep, and that's going to do it. That's going to do it for our Week 10 preview. Um, I appreciate 
everyone joining us. I appreciate all the podcasters making time. I appreciate the the mic droppers leaving the mic drops when they're asked to be left. Everybody's done a fantastic job with with helping fill in this show and making this thing all possible. Me and Frage doing this podcast late at night for you guys, making sure that it happens um, and putting it out there. We're sorry for it being a little bit later than you guys may have wanted it during the work week. But, hey, we can only do what we can do sometimes. Porky and CJ will hopefully get the show over uh, to you guys much earlier next week as I will make sure to get the mic drops for those boys. Frazier, you got anything to add to this uh, ending? Appreciate you putting in the effort. This is a lot. Yeah. You know, and it takes a lot. So appreciate you putting this on. Good stuff. Great yeah. league. Great people. Appreciate I'm happy about it. Yeah. Appreciate you on this. Appreciate it's you on this. It's good camaraderie. Why don't you cue up the old 90s little oh, action here? Yeah. Because we we, we, got, we got to end this off right. Um, Porky and CJ are taking the show down next week, as I said. And I will uh, be seeing you boys and talking to you boys all next week. And, and last thing to add, actually, before we sign off. I do want to get the boys together for a potential uh, Thanksgiving area football Sunday, potentially. I think it would be nice to really get everybody together and watch the football game. So that's all I wanted wanted to cover there. Boys, it's going to be a big-time week for everyone, and we will see you next week. Porky and CJ, over to you. All about how my life got flipped, turned upside down And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air I begged and pleaded her with her day after day but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket I put my Walkman on and said I might as well